Yo, Trey. Kevin, what's up, man? You know, I've been thinking, what would have happened if the NBA never vetoes the Chris Paul trade to the Lakers and we get CP3 in the same backcourt as Kobe in L.A.? Well, you get a very happy Jack Nicholson, for sure. And the Lakers probably win a bunch more championships. CP3 finally gets a ring or two or three. And the Kardashian empire is forever altered. What did you just say? Hey, everybody, I'm Trey Wingo. And I'm Kevin Frazier, and we're teaming up on a new weekly sports podcast from Wondery Alternate Routes. As former sports center anchors and current sports obsessives, we're consumed by all the what-if questions that make being a sports fan so excruciatingly fun. If you're like us, then you also live and die on the fallout from every drop pass. Or play call. Each week on Alternate Routes, we'll take a flashpoint in sports, break down what actually happened, then explore every alternate scenario and the ripple effects it would have caused. Follow Alternate Routes on the Wondery app or wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. A very pleasant, good, whatever day it is when you are listening to this. Thank you and welcome back to Six Rings and Football Things, your number one source for reasonably formulated and semi-passionate Patriots takes analysis, news, information, and more. We jest, but that's because we care. Hello again, everybody. Your old pal Nick Fitzy Stevens alongside Andy Jumbo Hart. Brought to you, of course, and as always by WEI odyssey and 2400 sports today we get back in the saddle and we continue our off-seasonal positional previews we're going to talk about a key pivotal point of the new england patriots defense the safety position and then we'll get into a little bit of the pats paris what are the news notes nuggets and informationals that are making their way in and around pats nation right now andy we get back to it safeties last year the new england patriots carried what many people believed was one of the most talented safety rooms. I mean, it's, it's a secondary room, first of all, right? Like, so when, when the, yeah, when the, it's in the, the secondary, yes, it's, it's by, by label, a secondary. Room. Yes. By label. Okay. Good. Very much. Great. Great to you see you right it. back where you, I know, but there's no, like, don't get defensive. You have, Oh boy. That was, I guess I, I have to always be on the defensive here. So indeed, when the, the secondary gets together, you having spent so much time at the stadium with the organization, there's the you have a the entire defensive coordinator, defensive meetings, and then the safeties sort of break out on their own. Do they break out on their own more often? Is it just secondary meetings? How does it's that mostly, work out just for the common fan? It's mostly secondary. Like, I'm obviously not sitting in the meeting rooms, but in talking to both coaches and players over the years, they spend most of their time together. They consider okay. themselves defensive backs and that that's part of why they would say that they work so cohesively and guys can bump from outside corner to inside corner to safety to nickel to like these various jobs because they're always hearing, seeing the same information. It's not like, oh, crap, I'm a safety now. I have to go across the hall and learn what they're learning. They, they all work together. Um, which I think is actually good. And also it's you know, great. To, I mean, that's how a Jonathan Jones jumps to safety for 18 snaps in Super Bowl 53 and actually plays well for a guy who's five, nine, a buck 85. 
Well, which and and I would even say for some guys like Miles Bryant, I don't even really know what position he plays. Is he a safety? Is he a corner? Is he a slot? Is he? I know I know um, what position I would call him bullseye because I would shoot I was, at him. Every time I was, oh, was going to say object of fans' ire, uh, media derision, etc. Criticism, I, bullseye. Yes. Let me give you a quick uh, pop quiz question you weren't prepared for. Uh, those are my favorite type. So, um, and I'm giving it away. I just want you to know. Great. Who ranked fourth on the Patriots in tackles this year? Nearly third. One spot out of third. I know my favorite little nugget in terms of tackles on the Patriots in 2022 is who was the leader in special teams tackles on the Patriots in 2022? The answer to that would be Brendan Pierre Strong, Pierre Strong Jr., I believe. Special teams tackles? I think so. No, I don't think so. I think but so. But we can check that. At if not, he was second. All right, we'll have, uh, we'll have research and That's analysis get to work on that. Oh, Slater was second. I think it was Pierre Strong Jr. Anyway, who was fourth on the New England Patriots in tackles in 2022? I'm going to go with. I'm going to go with uh, somebody. So I will tell you, Juwan Bentley led the team by far. He had 100 tackles. tackles. He was second was Devin McCourty. I don't think you'd be surprised with that. I am actually. He did play a lot. Third was also on our list of safeties. Kyle Duggar. And at fourth 69. had to be Adrian Phillips. Miles Bryant was fourth on the team in tackles. And that's why I asked the little Get segue out of here. Our, yeah, it kind of surprised me as well. Because wow. when I was looking, I was doing a little prep work, writing down some tackles and percentage of play time and different things about safeties. And I had written the others. And I was, Miles Bryant was on my list. I was like, oh, where was he in tackles? And I started looking at the document at the bottom part, like in the mm-hmm. middle. And I'm like, okay, where, huh, did they, did they leave him? Huh, huh. And then I kept scrolling up and I got to the, and I was like, whoa, top four in tackles. Um, because the safety position was obviously very active for them. And it should be. Mm-hmm. They had good players. They had good versatility. Uh, most of them. So McCordy started all 17 games. Mm-hmm. Well regarded around the league. I think even maybe our friends over at the 33rd team, Mike Tannenbaum may have said two years ago, he said the best running back room. I think people said last year they had one of the best, if not the best safety room in the league. Who are we to argue? Kyle Duggar started all 15 games he played. Uh, Adrian Phillips played all 17 games, started eight. Julius Mm -hmm. Peppers played all 17 games, started five. Miles Bryant played all 17 games, started six. So that group, very healthy. Wow. Wow. Miles Bryant played in all 17 games. Wow. And started six of them. Started more than a third of the season. Um, And was fourth on the team in tackles. So you look at playtime percentage. Obviously, McCourty tops that list because he's basically a 100% playtime guy. He comes out. He's like a quarterback. He comes out when the game mm-hmm. is definitively over, when it's scrub time, mop-up duty time. 97% of playtime for him. Kyle Duggar, 74% playtime. But remember, he missed two games to injury. So he would have been yes. way up there had he played those two games. Adrian Phillips, 62% playtime in his eight starts over 17 games. Miles Bryant, 61% playtime right there with Adrian Phillips. And then Julius Peppers, the uh, human cannonball or angry bird Mm -hmm. or whatever the hell you want to call him, uh, 35% playtime. So very active, very productive. And I bring this up because McCourty, Peppers, Bryant are all free agents or when you look at McCourty, could retire, but he's also a free agent potentially. I know. Um, does it, does the return of Matthew Slater make you wonder as we get into this very, I think, massive, pivotal position 
I'm 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 damn near a 10 on this one because I understand how important they are in the modern NFL, how much Belichick covets his safeties, the captains of his defense, and that positional versatility. By the way, congratulations. You were right. Brandon Schooler had the most special teams tackles on the New England Patriots last year with 14. He was tied for ninth in the National Football League in 2022. You're welcome. All right. Yeah. And for those not watching on YouTube, Andy just gave me the triple X double crotch chop. So I'm right. <laughs> I kind of, you know what? I brought it on myself. So uh, that's not, see, and that's the thing. On the other professional podcasts about the Patriots around town, you're just not going to get that kind of engagement and interaction. Mm, you might from Curran. I could see I, him cross I don't know. <laughs> I was just going to say, I can't imagine Phil Perry gives Tom Curran a tuck it and suck no. it in the middle. Of the, no, that's a one-way street. Yeah, no, that's yeah. a one-way street. Oh, yeah, that's a one-way street. Um, so I, I agree with you. I think this position is is sneaky important because it's been leaned on and part of it is the fact that you've been able to lean on McCourty as the Mm -hmm. back end of the defense for more than a decade and a few um missteps mistakes lost steps aside Mm -hmm. he still has been pretty good I think he has tailed off in recent years I personally if I were him I would retire I think he's had a great career I think he's had a great run, but not. He's, I thought he was going to retire before 2022. Yeah, the yeah. Well, I thought he was going to retire about four years ago when he was talking about it all Super Bowl week, and then decided to come back for like another double dynasty career of his own. Um, yeah, his and, brother's got this awesome media career, and D Mac is just a media star in waiting. He's a smart guy, very articulate, great on camera, good looking, and his experience is multifold at this point. And by the way, I know we went into this in the Brady thing. We go into. Could be more than a media guy. I think his talents may be wasted, honestly, in football media. Like, that's fine for Julian Edelman and Rob Nenkovich. No disrespect meant to those guys. But I think if Devin McCourty wants to aspire to something higher and more impactful and I, everything he's done with social justice and in the government, I mean, this is a man who's capable, I believe, of going to any state house in, in America and and speaking with the the um politicians and being one of the politicians being better than the politicians so if he wants to if he wants to go down that road i think he has absolute total package because i think he has a little bit of that brady in him and in the football world that i think could also transpire in the regular world where he transcended to, to the regular world okay like okay. yeah you know what i mean yeah. screw you okay just um I think he can go anywhere and and blend in with anyone. I think he can sort of shake hands with the Robert Crafts, the billionaire owners, the politicians. I think he's just as comfortable at a boys and girls club talking to the parents or, you know, on the streets talking to the homeless and and sort of relating to those people. And I, I think if if he wants it, I think he has he has much more ability than simply going the TV route. So having had the chance, and I know you've had plenty of opportunities to interview, take part in on-camera activities, community affairs, et cetera, with your time with the Patriots, he's one of the players I've had the opportunity, thanks to whether it's our friends with Zudi, working for the Patriots on the side and more, that I've had a chance to interview, host events where he's been a key speaker, et cetera. And I can tell anyone listening right now, he is one of my all-time favorite Patriots. If for no other reason, forget the on-field accomplishments, forget what he's meant, forget his pregame speeches. In terms of the the genuine nature, the affability, the intelligence, the, he's 
he knows his worth. He knows his place. And I think he knows what he's capable of. But there is a genuine warmth to him. You don't get when you talk to or you're around Devin McCourty, you do not get. And I wasn't prepared for the Devin McCourty love fest in the middle of our offseasonal positional analysis of the safety spot on the Patriots. But I love it. I'm here for it. He is one of the absolute best. Like you get when you talk to him, just something about his manner of being. He's got he's he's uh he's he's. Yeah, you don't you don't get the feeling that this is somebody who's BSing you or some or this is somebody no. who's sort of like blowing you off or giving you fan speak or media speak like happy to take a photo, good firm handshake, eye contact, stays with you. And he's the kind of somebody that whenever you're around him, given his the his nature and his warmth, you want to you want him to succeed. You want to follow him into whatever it is, be it battle on the field or. Uh, to a fundraiser or anything that he cares about, you then vicariously care about as well. So I, I agree with you. Would he now consider coming back because of a Matthew Slater? Because I hope not. Maybe that's, Bill, that's maybe Bill Belichick league. can convince him. Maybe Belichick convinces him. I need you one more year. I'll give you a reduced role. I terrible think it's league. time for him to. I I agree. I think it's time for him to move on. I don't want to see Devin McCourty get gassed on the field. I don't want to see him miss a play because maybe he loses another quarter step. Well, he's had an, an awesome career and I mean, beyond anything he could have ever imagined. And, and he's, he's helped. Yeah. He's tiptoed down that road. He's missed. You, you've I've witnessed it. I could go back and find it. If I want to do a deep dive film study where he took the same angle he used to take five years ago. Only now the guy runs right by him and yeah. it's like, uh Oh, that's not the angle anymore. And I'm not saying he's a complete liability in the back end. I just, I, I and the health too. He's been really fortunate for the most part with his health and to walk away and not to disrespect Matthew Slater, but Matthew Slater's job in year 16 is a little different than being the free safety for 100% of the snaps in the middle of a defense. Like there's more opportunity to get embarrassed. There's more opportunity to get hurt. And I just... The way Devin McCourty's career has played out, I really, and we've talked about it. It'd be probably, if I'm Devin McCourty, if this were a Super Bowl contender, would mm -hmm. I be maybe lured into, ooh, one more run at a ring? One, like, mm -hmm. you kind of know if you're being honest that you're not going to be competing for a Super Bowl when you come back for maybe one more year. So why am I, you know, the why? You know, what's the why behind why you would come back? I just wouldn't do it. But if he doesn't, that leaves a significant hole in the Patriots secondary because. They do not have a young, forget Devin McCourty, they just don't have a young, deep safety, a guy you know that can cover the deep part of the field because they're all big bruisers. They're all more comfortable mm -hmm. in the box playing linebacker. And so if he doesn't come back, you got to find one of those guys. Exactly. And, you know, year, year 14 for Devin McCourty would look wildly different than year 16 for Matthew Slater. It's yep. a really tough spot. There were a few times last year where he was like an inch or two away from making a play, getting beaten in coverage. Touchdowns may have been given up. This happens. It, it, it happens to you all of old. us. There's nothing left for Devin McCourty to prove on or off the field as far as it pertains to the New England Patriots. And I loved, as a fan, fan first thinking here, I loved when Devin McCourty penned that piece for the Players' Tribune about wanting to stick around for the new New England, that he wasn't going to leave because it was officially time for the post-Tom Brady years. He stuck it out and helped lend his expertise, his passion, his knowledge, and his physical tools to the, to the field, to the team, 
to try to lead the Patriots into their, I don't know, the third, the th- I like to call them the Belichick 3.0 Patriots life after Brady. I've, I'll always appreciate that. This guy is a first ballot Patriots Hall of Famer. I'm not sure if he'll necessarily make his way to Canton one day. Doesn't need to because he'll be remembered so fondly and favorably in Foxborough and beyond. Now, if he does leave, like you said, if he does retire, we're porked. That, yeah, no, that's a bit. That's a like who takes over for him? Is the is whoever takes over for Devin McCourty already on the team, or is this someone that will either have to a Andy draft or b seek out in free agency? Well. Yes and yes, probably, in some form right. or fashion. But I would also say, if he does come back, I would at least hope they'll protect him and maybe not lean on him to start all 17 games and play 97% of the mm-hmm. snaps. Maybe pick their spots. Maybe he can mentor. We saw it last year where um, you had Slater mentoring Schooler from basically day mm-hmm. one in May, you know, OTAs. They were tied at the hip, and it worked. I'm not going to say everything Schooler did was because Slater buddied him up and taught him the ropes. He's, I think mm-hmm. he's a good athlete, a good, he was a unique guy coming into the league, but I would love to have Devin McCourty. If he does come back, um, I would love to have him mentoring a young back end guy. Cause I, it's a tough position. And I think we've been spoiled for more than a decade. Cause you had one guy back there you could trust and rely on and lean on. So the, the question is, how do you get it? How high we had somebody call us this weekend. Was it this weekend? We were on the radio and somebody called and wanted to use the first round pick on a safety. I think they yes, indeed. That's right. On our yeah. Sunday, sh- on our Sunday show, someone said the Patriots should go safety first, which is what keyed us into wanting to examine this position next on the sex rings podcast. Yeah. I, so I am not, um, I'm not advocating that a, I don't think there's a guy that's worth that 14th pick first round pick um nope. b i think you have too many other needs and we know about those where it's tackle and wide receiver and cornerback and other things that may be more valuable at that spot uh-huh. but you got to find one i mean you took duggar in the second round and right now the biggest question with kyle duggar is are you going to sign him are you going to pay him how much are you going to pay him because he's heading into a contract year year mm-hmm. four is the second round pick he's heading into a contract year i think he's close to developing into a really high-end talent, special talent. It's actually taken a little longer than I expected because I do think he's physically really gifted. Yep. Oh, Kyle Duggar is for sure. And he's a thump. He, we need people. We need people that are sound tacklers. We need guys that b- bring the physical presence, people that you think twice about crossing the middle or going after that pass for Duggar's actually a ball hawk. His coverage is the, th- the element that needs work. But as far as like sniffing out plays, blowing them up in the backfield, uh, good hands whenever the ball is errantly thrown in his direction. He's been ter- he's been tremendous about it. He's rounding into an excellent overall football player. I personally would bring back Jabril Peppers. I know he's a little one note for you, Andy, but at the same time, you also love his game because love he wakes it. up every morning and chooses violence. Yep. Adrian Phillips, to me, continues to be the most underrated player on the New England Patriots defense. The guy does everything. The same way the... I. We talked. Who was it? We talked about could uh, could play defense for the Patriots. Uh, oh no, we were talking about Micah Parsons when we were talking about linebackers and how oh, that yeah, guy he could play, could play cornerback safety. Hey, he'd be okay. Yeah, he wouldn't have been bad. Uh, I just but for as him. far as <laughs> but as far as Adrian Phillips, if you asked him to play, he's even lobbied to try to play receiver 
on the on the Patriots. He could play anywhere on the defense, and he's actually wanted to play offense. I want him on my football team too. As far as free agents go, taking a look once again, everyone should have the spot bookmarked, the site bookmarked at this point because it is referenced on every football podcast across America. Spotrac, S-P-O-T-R-A-C.com. The free agency list of safeties is highlighted by someone that on the text line, time and again, when we were doing our Sunday show on WEEI, people kept saying the Patriots should make their number one target a free agency. Safety Jesse Bates out of Cincinnati who had a tremendous run while well, franchise tag last year played for $12.9 million in his fifth year with the Benz gals right now. Spotrack says he would average four years, 14 million a season. So Andy, I ask you this, who would you, va- <laughs> bye. <laughs> no, thanks. So who would you value more? Jonathan Jones, your number one cornerback Last year, if uh, if you will, inside guy who's great, had to play on the outside out of need last year and necessity. He's going to probably get something similar on the open market. Would you value someone like Jesse Bates from another organization at safety, or would you value Jonathan Jones, your own cornerback? Um, well, I'm not sure Jonathan Jones is going to be in that tax bracket. Uh, I would value Bates more. I think Bates is going to be you know, paid, and I just can't envision the Patriots investing that kind of money into that position but he's 26 time. he's in his prime oh yeah no dude. that's why he's gonna get paid that's why Bates he's more valuable Tugger? oh that's why he's more valuable and you could oh. go down the road of of what buffalo has kind of had the last couple of years with um Hyde multiple Boyer. safeties that are pro bowl level in Hyde mm-hmm. and Boyer. so i just i don't think they can invest in that and they're they're so invested the other thing is if you're going to invest in Duggar, to me mm-hmm. if you sign Bates, you're not signing Duggar. If you signed Bates, I think you're trading Duggar in all likelihood. Ooh. Try to get something for him. Because I don't I can't envision them A letting him walk, B paying him alongside another high priced safety. So if you love Bates, if you think he's a game changer in the back end for your defense, okay, go get him. But I think it probably means you're moving on from Kyle Duggar over the long term and maybe even over the short term. So I think you have to look a little bit lower on your wish list, a little bit. And that's why Patriots fans are, are, they know there's a need. They see lists like this and they're like, go get Bates. Yeah, that's great. So are you not getting a receiver? Are you not getting a tackle? You're not getting a corner. You're not getting, you know, you can only spend money once. You can only spend, utilize your assets once. So I, maybe I'm missing the boat on this. Maybe they'll be all in on something like that. I just, and and I'm not ruling, I'm not ruling out McCourty. They could delay this a year. Like they could bring McCourty back. He could want to come back and they could delay this a year where next off season is the real, Oh, we got to get a cohort to go with Duggar. Or maybe they draft one in the mid rounds to develop so that he's ready for next season alongside Duggar. All right. Let me just throw uh, the safety class. You got Jordan Poyer. I bet that Buffalo will do everything they can to retain him. Like you said, Poyer and Hyde has been one of the, if they, I know they could be up against it as far as some of the cap action goes to make. They have some big decisions to make between Tremaine Edmonds and Jordan Poyer. Von Miller counts a ton on the cap as well. So does Steph Diggs. The the kickers and the uh, escalators on Josh Allen's contract are stepping up this year. So it's not going to be easy for them to hold on to everyone. That's why maybe, just maybe, they could be had this season in the AFC East. We shall see. That being said, how about, just for fun, want to bring back in a little veteran corner, uh, excuse me, a veteran safety slash corner who is familiar with the way they do business in New England. How about someone like Eric Rowe coming back for just a couple million bucks? Absolutely. 
That's yeah. the kind of guy I think they need, whether it's just the knowledge of the system, the experience, the versatility, the price tag. I think that's more, you know, no top shelf, top shelf margaritas. We're looking like mid-level margarita here, maybe a little lower yeah. end margarita. We little well, we're not going to go to the well. We're not. We never drink well tequila here. We never put well tequila in the secondary on the New England Patriots. I just think, you know, you got to look asking a little for more trouble and asking we're, for a headache. We're going to an all inclusive and we're not sure exactly what's coming in the margarita we order. It could actually be cleaning detergent. Uh, like we said, <laughs> sometimes that's what it feels like the next day. Um, let me just point out also Cody Davis, technically a safety. He is a free agent as well. Had a season ending injury early last year because of the uh, Slater is back in school has stepped up and become a top tier for, uh, excuse me, top tier special teams player so quickly is Cody Davis on the outs with your New England Patriots. I would think there's a good chance, although his price tag could go down. He is, he is more one of the more unknown beloved Patriots. Everybody mm -hmm. who's ever crossed paths with him, and I don't know him very well. I honestly haven't crossed paths with paths with him very often. Um, he is. He's too positive to be in your presence. That's probably true. That is probably true. Um, I thought he was overpaid last year. He was now you might be able to get him at basically one of those borderline veteran minimum. If he wants to come back, he's got a large family to support. I'm sure you've seen all the kids wearing the little Davis jerseys running around out there. There seems like, there's Oh, a bunch just did, so. do he and his, are he and his wife uh, members of camp Phillip rivers or not to that degree, but I think he's got a youth basketball team pretty close. So, <laughs> um, so maybe he, if you can get oh, him, got a lot of quality time last year when he was yep. home rehabbing. That's great. Yep. Maybe they banged out another kid or two, so uh, oh literally gosh. and figuratively. Um, but if, if you get him at the minimum, sure. I don't. He's. You know that phrase I said about Jacoby Myers. You'll never regret having him around. You're never yes. going to regret having Cody Davis around. So, but right. he doesn't resonate on defense. And as they're evolving younger on special teams, and to be honest, just evolving on special teams, they've had two pretty bad years in a row where uh -huh. turnover might be part of the the conversation with. Acord, Judge, Belichick, however that is being uh, put together. Exactly. Uh, as far as the draft goes, uh, looking at safeties real quick, Brian Branch of Alabama is the yep. highest rated safety. He will likely go in the top 15 picks overall. I'd yep. be stunned if the Patriots reach for somebody like that. However, the one that has been mentioned as a possible Patriot could be had in the second round. Patriots have a second round pick right now. Who knows if they're going to hold on to it, if they'll actually make some deals, wheel and deal and get some more. That would be, of course, a guy with a ready-made football name, Jordan Battle, also out of Alabama. 6'1", 205, senior, coming out of the Crimson Tide. Andy, do you think the Patriots will prioritize safety and grab one within the first three rounds at this draft? I don't know. I was just enjoying you turning into Joe Castiglione, six foot one senior from the Crimson Tide. <laughs> I could have I could have gone, I could have gone full uh <laughs> uh, the late great. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I, God, I hate these senior moments. Um, six foot one out of Alabama, Jordan battles, Jackson, Keith Jackson. I knew it was Keith. See, these things keep happening. This is just part of being in your late forties. These things. Keep, that was my, what am I doing in this room moment on this podcast? Like a name I have referenced my entire life, a staple, an icon of Saturday's college football and sports broadcasting. And there I was completely brain farting on his name. So as the Foxborough fraud and the leader of that group. Oh, here we go here. But this we again, we're going to have to get some sort of identity theft company for the you people as a sponsor of the you people portion of this podcast. Go ahead. Would you people be OK using a top two round pick on a safety? Do you feel the need is that high given everything else? 
it's not even about the need being that high, Andy. It's about how important they are to the modern NFL defense. This is how I open the segment, and this is how we start looking to close it up. It's because of how Belichick deploys them last year. He lured Peppers to the Patriots on a free agent one-year deal after he had his reconstructive ACL surgery because he told him, I need guys like you. I'm going to have three safeties or more on the field for every snap this season. Safety is pivotal to the Patriots defense and to the modern NFL defense overall. I would have no problem whatsoever, 0.0% issue with the Patriots taking a safety in the second round of this year's draft. Maybe even the first round. Say In the second round? No, I, I would rather, again, I want to tackle in the first round. I'd be fine with a safety in the second round. So long as you acquire a good wide receiver via free agency, I would absolutely love if they took a safety going forward. So I'm going to predict McCourty comes back. I am going to predict wow. that they sign a mid to lower level safety, Eric Rowe, like somebody in mm -hmm. that world sure. and draft a fourth round safety. And maybe Terrell like Edmonds, LaMarcus Joyner could be, uh, yeah, I don't, yeah, I don't know the name specifically, but, and I would not be overly happy, um, drafting a safety in the first two rounds you did that a couple years ago you got the guy he's good he's Duggar fill in around him I just think you have too many other needs I would put tackle wide receiver cornerback linebacker all ahead of that on the need list and I think one of the great um, misconceptions of the Bill Belichick Patriots is that they don't draft for need uh, they they generally do draft for need and most teams yeah, do, do that's how it works. Um, and I think there are more needs higher in the draft process than safety, especially if I'm right. And Devin McCourty comes back. I, I guess it really, I guess it really, really, really does hinge on McCourty coming back and then we'll see the pieces all fall into place. And then the prioritization of who may be available and who could be interested in the Patriots, how much they'll spend in free agency. And then subsequently how they prioritize the position in the draft. We're also forgetting Andy, one other player who has been injury riddled, unfortunately, no. coming out of college no. in his first two seasons, Joshua with the extra H Bledsoe. Yeah, I'm not falling for that trick. I thought you were also going to try to lure me into falling for the Joe Juan Williams trick. If your name starts with a J, you're done. I think, see, I still think Joshua Bledsoe, but then again, he's also injured all the time. So that's one of those, like, awesome. oh, if he could only stay healthy. Yeah. Hey, let's replace McCordy, the guy who never misses time, with a guy who always misses always time. Always misses time. Yes. Yeah, great yeah. plan. All right, let's put a number to it because you always wanted to add this interest rating index, if you will, on a scale of zero to ten, Andy, between free agent. That was your idea. It's okay. I'm not even. I'm Great not denigrating idea. it. It's a. It's a fine idea. It's, we it's simplify a, things in the good. modern era. We put numbers and stars and labels and tiers mm -hmm. on them. I'll be on Rich Keefe Show Tier Tuesday if you're interested in tiering. Yep. Uh, and people listening to this on Wednesday, that'll help a ton. Well, they can go so, back and listen to the podcast because everybody <laughs> tears up when I join that show. Oh, for not the right reasons either, Andy. Okay, on a scale of 0 to 10 between in-house free agents, the players they have, free agency coming up, and then the NFL draft, what is your interest rating of 0 to 10 for the safety position? Seven, because um, there could be a massive need if McCourty retires. If McCourty mm -hmm. returns, okay, that's fun. He's a franchise legend. Kyle Duggar, I think this has to be the year he truly jumps to elite player, pro bowl, all pro caliber player, which is a label some of us have want to put on him a little too early. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have other interesting players. If Jabril Peppers is back, I don't know anybody who didn't enjoy watching Jabril Peppers 
thump people. Um, so if he's back, if he if he liked it here and you can find a mid-level deal to get him mm-hmm. back, I think there's a lot of reason to be intrigued by the safety position. And as you said, it's a really important position in the NFL between the run game, you're playing small, but you got to play the run, but then you got to, you know, cover Travis Kelsey and these tight ends. And so it's a really important position. So I'll give it a seven. And I will leave on, we'll leave on this. I'll give it an eight. I'll just go, cause I always, A, want to one up you. Uh, that's just the petty nature of what we, <laughs> uh, and like, because I also said earlier, because I'm that interested in it and I understand how important it is again in NFL 2023 and on the Patriots. I'll leave you with this. Uh, our pal Mike Cadlick, who does a great job on the socials, excellent Twitter game this offseason for the Patriots. Give him a follow at Mike Cadlick, K-A-D-L-I-C-K. ESPN's Matt Bowen outlined the NFL top 50 free agents who are the best fits for the Patriots. He says offensive tackle Juwan Taylor has the traits to mirror speed and can handle power rushers. Be a nice way to address a pressing need on the Patriots for 2023. And he believes safety Jordan Poyer and his, quote, fit with Belichick's scheme as a movable player with deep field range is ideal. But Poyer's going to cost $9-10 million. Yeah, that's why I'm not sure I see it happening. He's also got a lot of Patriots fans blocked on Twitter because I know he's uh, a little sensitive, and Pats fans can also be a little like sensitive, you? and there was some cry. Excuse me. excuse. No, I'm not one of them that's blocked. I don't clap at players on, and n- even during my heyday, if I was potentially a tad overserved on Sunday sauce, I never at mentioned or clapped at players. There were a few be- vicarious blocks because I got lumped into some offensive tweets. But no, never of my own accord. And there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. There is your off-seasonal positional preview, a lengthy, hearty, and meaty one at that for the safety position on the 2023 Patriots. Thank you once again for listening to and being a part of our growing Pats fan community here with Six Rings and Football Things. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. Oh, <laughs> heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance from superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And we move on to the back end of this fabulous podcast. That's right. It's time for Pat's Puri, everyone's favorite segment here on Six Rings and Football Things, where we get to the news, notes, nuggets, headlines, and tidbits that didn't fit into the other segments. Andy, where shall we start? Uh, let's start with something fresh off the Twitter um, oh. that I'll add to our list of Pat's Puri here. Your friends at PFF have mm-hmm. compiled some, uh, I believe, five trades that could make sense in the NFL this offseason. And your right, Patriots are involved. Oh, it's not T. Higgins. It's not DeAndre Hopkins. They actually have DeAndre Hopkins getting traded to the New York football giants. Hmm, they have curious. the Houston Texans returning Brandon Cooks to New England, the wide hmm. receiver that Fitzy doesn't like based on his facial expression. The trade they propose is that okay. The Texans send a seventh along with uh, Brandon Cooks and get a third. So the Patriots send a third for Cooks and a seventh. He has two years left at $35 million. $18 million is totally guaranteed. Um, Same money that DeAndre Hopkins would be guaranteed for his two. He's got $34 million coming over the next two seasons. Let me just point out to everyone. But zero guaranteed, according to Pro Football Focus. Brandon Cooks right now is 29. He will turn 30 a couple of weeks into the 2023 NFL season. Last year, he played in 13 games. Uh, He was very unhappy after the trade deadline and sat out a game out of protest. I remember that. 700 yards receiving, similar to D-Hop. 12.3 yards and three touchdowns on the season. His best year as a professional football player was technically 2018 when the Patriots were forced to defend against him in Super Bowl 53. Had a couple of quality seasons for Houston, including in 2020, 81 catches, 1,150 yards, and six touchdowns. Andy, is this a, am I not into this because it's a, I feel like we, I literally feel like we've been there, done that, and he's on the decline. Like, what, what, how does he open up the offense? How does he change the passing game? Well, he's a speed burner. He gets down the field. He can pop the top off the defense. But I think you're right. The been there, done that feeling. He is kind of a tease. He's a 
you know, roll out of bed, thousand yard NFL receiver. Everywhere he yep. goes, he's going to catch a thousand yards. Sure. But he doesn't feel like for a third. Yeah. I, I feel like he he becomes more of a a higher end. He's like Parker last year. You're like, OK, he's more accomplished than what we had. But is he really changing the offense? And I think you'd say the same with Cooks. Like he's more accomplished than what we had. He adds talent to the depth pool at mm -hmm. wide receiver. But I think we're all shooting higher. I think we all have higher beliefs, goals, hopes for the next trade receiver, signed receiver, drafted receiver. Out the next outside the organization number one receiver. Yeah. And yeah, I don't think he fulfills this. I, he feels I like a safety school. Safety school, or if you want to go down like the car road, he's a you thought you were getting a, a BMW and now you're getting a nice solid. Honda Accord. You got a yeah. You got a nice midsize sedan. It's very sensible. Could he be a? Could he be a, a Corolla with some nice with some uh you know, the deluxe package yep. with some upgrades on the interior? That's fine. But it is what it is. And I ask you, I'll follow up with this. How would you feel about the New England Patriots? How do you think would the receiver room be better, worse, or around the same if you lose Jacoby Myers? to the Houston Texans in free agency and then end up getting a compensatory third or fourth round pick next year. And you spin one now for Brandon cooks. I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm distracted. I just got to tell you the life of a parent. Like there's a strange person in a hood, just walking down my driveway, leaving my house. Apparently they slept over last night. I'm not sure who it was, but this is the teenage years. <laughs> Oh, I thought I was going to I was going to say, like, did you get a subsequent email that said, like, your Amazon Prime package has been delivered with a photograph nope. of it on your porch? Nope. Somebody slipped over. Um, All right. This, <laughs> vacation week. You know, you roll with the punches at these uh, days. Good point. Good point. Um, what was the question? Do you think the New England Patriots receiver room would be better, worse or around the same if you lose Jacoby Myers to the Texans, which is a place that he's been rumored to potentially be, maybe that they would have interest in him in free agency, mm -hmm. but you get Brandon cooks back. Um, worse. You, won't you won't lose the draft capital. Cause you'll get a compensatory pick for Myers the next year. Worse. So. I'd say worse. Yeah. I, I don't, I, again, cooks is fine. And maybe we're being, um, spoiled, greedy, overzealous at the sure. wide receiver position, but we're all thinking about, AJ Brown and Steph Diggs and things that have transformed receiver positions and helped young quarterbacks. I'd also argue, you know, I, I watched that whole Brady cooks year. It was fine. Like mm -hmm. he just didn't, he'll get you a couple pass interferences at, you know, in a game, he'll draw a flag. There'll be a couple big plays. I just, I don't know. It does nothing for me. It does not excite me. So, <laughs> Hey, uh, what do you make of the latest QB carousel news? Uh, recently we had heard that the New York jets would have no interest whatsoever in Derek Carr. And now in the last 24 to 48 hours, Derek Carr to the jets has picked up a whole heap of steam. How much better would they be? Is he that much more of an upgrade over Mike white that uh, now all those games that they lost last year, because the quarterback position was a deficit, not even a net positive or a net zero. Would he make that much of a difference on them? Well, he's better than Zach Wilson, who was giving away games. I mean, he gave away two to the Patriots. Well, so. I mean, right. He gave he gave us two. I know for sure. But he's a he's a lousy. He's a terrible cold weather quarterback. Yeah, I, I would not. Um, that could be a tease for the. We just talked about being teased maybe at the wide receiver position. That could be a tease for Jets fans. But 
Um, I just watched a long video of his brother, David, on NFL Network talking about the visit and how much he liked it and his relationships and this Mm. and that. Now, there's still plenty to work out, but he's basically comparing. He visited New Orleans. He's comparing the opportunity there and the structure there and the play calling there. there. Are you kidding? Go to New Orleans, guy. You're in a dome. It's well, but he doesn't care about the Mardi Gras and the Party Gras factor, but like. You get, but you could lose Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas this offseason there. Kamara to a suspension for beating the living hell out of somebody at the Pro Bowl. Last and year. Michael Thomas to the ongoing injury issues and now accusations that they screwed him with their medic, medical assistance over the years. And I yeah. know you still have, um, what's his name? The Chris Olave. Yeah, you got Chris Olave. But, you know. Higher upside for the Jets. Oh, no, I think the Jets are the better team. I was just thinking in terms of his skill set and where he may be best suited. If, if Derek Carr plays the best Derek Carr can play, the Jets could be an AFC title game contender. Like, they could be playing Ooh. on divisional. Their defense Ooh. is legit. Their oh, weapons yeah. are legit. Oh, so yeah. if he doesn't screw it up and he makes a few plays here or there, a few timely plays here or there, they could absolutely be playing on divisional round weekend. There's no doubt in my mind about that. Are you going to get that? You know, I've said to you, we talked about Kyle Duggar and the Patriots' safeties earlier. Earlier, one of Kyle Duggar's highlights this year was that pick six on the goal line where I don't know what da- Who Derek, Derek Carr, Carr, Carr was, was throwing that. Right. But Kyle Duggar literally said, "Oh, I saw that in practice this week." Boom! Right. Thank you very and, much. And that's the kind of play if you if the Jets sign him, that's the kind of play they think they're avoiding. That that Zach Wilson would make that kind of a stupid game losing play. And Derek Derek Carr Carr made it last. Literally, there's tape of him. You can go to at NFL on Twitter and watch the highlight. Absolutely. Um, As we continue to talk about the offseason here, and we talked a little bit about it, Matthew Slater back, Connor Mm -hmm. McDermott back. I think those are two sneaky good signings for the Patriots. You love the second one even more, though. Tell people why you love the Connor McDermott re-signing. Well, first of all, he brought stability to the most instable position they had last year at right tackle, where it was just penalties. Offensive coordinator? (laughs) No, on the field position. Oh, on the field. Thank you. I apologize. Um, And he solidified that, started the final six games. And I know people may remember he was originally a Patriot draft pick. They cut him. He's played for the Bills and the Jets. Now he's back. I believe the way Bill Bill Belichick said it was, thank God we have Connor McDermott in December because he solidified it. I'm not sure I've ever heard him say, thank God we have Gronk or Tom Brady. Wow. Never mind Connor McDermott. Is, is um, this like a new, is this a, is, could Connor McDermott be, I'm going to get into the way back Patriots machine here. Uh, let's go 2001, 2002. Is Connor McDermott going to be our next, I'm not going to say Ryan Wendell or Dan Connolly. That's in the sort of middle dynasty name. Is he going to be like the next, like Mike Compton or Stephen Neal, where it's just sort of like, hey, look at this big, bulky dude who came in and stabilized a position on the offensive line. No to Stephen Neal, because you're being disrespectful. Dude was a stud. He was um, awesome. He was. Uh, I think the Dan Conley one's not terrible, because he was a guy that okay. bounced around, practice squatter in Jacksonville, came here, solidified a guard spot, and obviously kind of ascended to starter, captain, key player role. Mm-hmm. Um, Famous run back, I, played center. He was all over the line. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, that's probably uh, overly optimistic for Connor McDermott, but I'll just go simple. I'll take him as a swing backup tackle. I'm going to say you keep Trent Brown, you sign or draft somebody, and Connor McDermott's your third tackle. I mm-hmm. like it. At least there's a guy I feel decent about. Not, And I know I guess we've talked ourselves at times in, in recent years into the Yodney Kajusts and whoever these other people might be that you're going to roll out there. Connor McDermott was solid. And I'll take solid as either a, well, worst case scenario, he's our starter at right tackle or solid as a swing tackle. 
break in case of emergency labeled right in front of Connor McDermott Plus, on the sideline. He played for Adrian Clem at UCLA, so maybe there is value oh. there to the team, to him. Maybe it's Clem having a guy. Maybe it's just Clem saying, oh, I know this kid. It's, it's one of good my guys. To happen, right? You see head coaches do it when they take over teams. They bring in their guys. Adrian Clem's got a guy in the locker room. What if tackle all of a sudden, and we'll get to we'll get to tackle pretty soon here along our off-seasonal positional previews here on the Six Rings podcast. What if tackle though, and I'll just I'll chum the waters with this and we'll move on. What if all of a sudden last year, as a disastrous spot as it was, all of a sudden you got my value guy from last year's draft? Should he be healthy enough? Stuba, Andrew Stuber from Michigan, Connor McDermott, maybe one more kick at the can with old 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 pal Trent Brown. And they either sign someone like Juwan Taylor from Jacksonville, Orlando Brown from Kansas City, or they draft a guy with the first overall pick, number 14. Next thing you know, all of a sudden the Pats would have a tackle room. Now, I know it's an offensive line, but damn, that would be, to me, that's winning Patriots football. That's getting back to the upper half of the NFL right there with a solid, solid positional group at tackle. Sure. Now, you're also... um asking for a pretty healthy commitment, either the 14th pick in the draft or 80 to $100 million on Orlando Brown or something mm -hmm. like that. I am um, indeed. McGlinchey. I know a lot of people want him from McGlinchey. the, from the 40. <laughs> I don't think that's okay. That's offensive. What's No, I just imagine. Get in here, McGlinchey. It's a great name. Um, do I have to say it? McGlinchey. Yes. Are you going to make it's jokes right. about like potatoes or something? <laughs> no, I would never dare. Okay, come cool. on now. I'm not um, one of those guys. Yeah, no, I, I, I would like, and I think, I mean, Mac Jones would like to see it. Like everybody would like to see. We it all would, like, but it's not, not sexy. That's the thing. Like it's not like yeah, but it can be. But it can be very sexy. The unsexiest of moves can make for the sexiest of football, and that would be winning. And that's all I care about. And I think that's all the Foxborough faithful, not the Foxborough frauds, Andrew, truly care about. Are there two more quick topics and we're done? Uh, the franchise tag is now officially in play in the NFL. You are capable of and free to tag anyone on your team that is an unrestricted free agent. Uh, I do not think they're going to tag Jacoby Myers for $19 million a season. I do not think they're going to tag Jonathan Jones for a price tag comparable to that. Players like Lamar Jackson are going to be franchise tagged, and the Ravens will either keep him for a year as their contractual stalemate lingers, uh, but as far as it goes with the Patriots, I do not see them using the franchise tag on anyone at this particular time. You remember the old uh, WWE music? No chance. There is no chance they use a tag on anybody. No yeah. chance. And that Zero. can bite me in the ass. Go ahead, because it'll entertain me and it'll be good uh, talking point fodder for our various podcasts and radio appearances. Yeah. But yeah, $20 million for Jacoby. My no, I'm not giving him $20 million for no. one year. I want to get comfortable giving him 10. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh my God. Like, so, and, and that's the other thing. We even talked about Jesse Bates. As soon as you tag somebody, that sets the floor for what they believe they should be paid. So, if you mm -hmm. tag Jacoby Myers, he's like, okay, I'm a $20 million a year receiver. Well, no, Jacoby, we just wanted to negotiate a little longer. Jesse Bates, what'd you say? He made 14 million last year on the 12.9. Okay. So, he's looking for 13 plus moving forward. Like, that's just the way it, he's not looking to take a pay cut or a step backwards in his average annual value and what he's going to make. So, yeah, I don't think there's. There's just there's no realistic reason to fran I mean, you're looking at a receiver who sure maybe he's one of the best on the market but he is what he is like you know I think um 
the Bears should consider him. The Bears, as you build a young team, you have a young quarterback. Kobe Myers? Oh, my yeah. God. A, a true possession receiver for Justin Fields to build confidence if so Absolutely. long as they don't deal him. Um, yeah, I, which I can't imagine they will, but whatever. That rumor has been out there and talk about that. But Clay Harbor, who I still follow on Twitter, former Patriots, short-time tight end, um, is a Chicago guy, a big Bears fan. He tweets a lot, and I still follow him. I don't know why. Um, mm-hmm. He tweets a lot about the Bears, and he put together his wish list of NFL receivers. Jacoby Myers wasn't on it. He did 10 receivers he'd like to see the Bears go after in free agency. He did not include Jacoby Myers. So that's that's where Jacoby Myers is. Some people love him, and I think some people he doesn't even resonate with. So you're not going to give him $20 million a year. He just isn't a franchise receiver, isn't a fr- and certainly a 30-plus-year-old cornerback who may or may not even be an outside corner, you're not going to franchise. So, yeah, there's no and, – and no, they're not going to franchise Isaiah Wynn either. They already regretted that one-year yeah, contract. Yeah. No, that was a that was a fifth-year option. Everyone wishes they hadn't picked up as well. Uh, yeah, let's see. Right here on the Twitterverse as well, uh, as far as just free agent, uh, franchise tags go, uh, it's amazing to me that Daniel Jones is going to end up getting the franchise tag from the Giants. He'll get $32 million. The greatest laugh in football, at least in the past week, maybe for a time to come, is that Daniel Jones was looking for $45 million a year in free agency. I think that is absolutely hilarious. But hey, listen, shoot your yeah. shot, right? Yeah. Shoot your shot. You can always ask. You can always you can always come down from there. Shoot Could your you shot. You tell Mike Thomas I'm looking for a five year five million dollar deal. I'll make I was gonna deal. say, yeah, yeah, to continue working here, producing the yeah. podcast and yeah. being the the super subs of WEI and all across Odyssey Sports. Yeah, five, I'd say five for fifty million is a good opening number. Okay. And sure. the XFL 3.0 debuted last week in Andy. Any Patriots, former Patriots of note or anyone you had your eye on that you'd love to see maybe make their way from that XFL to NFL portal since there will be an availability for players to make the jump right into training camps and offseason workouts should pro teams be interested. Well, I uh, was watching one of the games and Devontae Bousby, Busby, however you hell you Our say old, it. Yes, the legend of Devontae Bosby scores and ends up scoring the winning points for his Arlington team, I believe, um, in a game where I'm not even sure they scored an offensive touchdown. But uh, he is most famously known for at this point in his journeyman career, because I believe he's played in the NFL, the XFL, the USFL. The If it has an F in it, he's played with it, with it as he pursues his career. But he played in that Bills playoff game, Bills Patriots a year ago, that butt whooping. Um, so that jumped out at me. You know, some of the quarterback play has been um, questionable at best. I know uh, you're hot and bothered. You want a new backup quarterback in New England straight out the XFL. You want to unveil that plan? Mm-hmm. Oh, I love, dude, I love the, you know, I'm an XFL stan. I love, it's not even just auxiliary football leagues. I particularly love the XFL. I was entertained by what I watched last weekend. I love some of the innovations they're trying to bring to the game. And yes, the idea that now there is a D or G league, if you will, where you can watch talent play post-collegiate but they're not quite NFL ready yet. And then maybe make their way there. Like tell after watching that St. Louis Battlehawks come back last weekend, the first thing I thought was Austin Prohl, Ricky Prohl's son definitely is going to get a kick, uh, a kick at the can for trying to make the NFL as like a fifth receiver or a special teamer. And AJ McCarron still looks like a qualified NFL backup. Like he can sling it. Except the Patriots already have two backups. Actually, <laughs> they might have three backups. Then let's bring in AJ McCarron and we'll have four backups competing for one <laughs> no job starter. of thorough under center quarterbacking mediocrity. But yeah, uh, and I'd, what, I'd love to see it. One last note on the XFL, maybe the most impressive thing that came out of the weekend, yeah. if you believe it. And I didn't mm-hmm. actually see the uh, video proof of it, but supposedly The Rock 
ran a four seven forty at his age and his size, which is only like eight of a second slower than the fastest he ever ran when he was at Miami and trying to make it in the NFL. Like I know the steroids are pumping allegedly through his veins, but HGH probably whatever it is, it works yeah. and get me some. I was going to say, is there any chance he would be interested in like a two, whatever they call like a little, uh, what's a futures contract with the Patriots, like Judon, Judon and Johnson coming off the edge of the season. He, uh, I'd take it. I'd be, I'd love it. Oh, there's no better way you could inject. Remember when Brock Lesnar was in Minnesota? What the Belichick is cooking. I'll take him in. A, and he's played at Gillette Stadium before because he may, he recorded that movie there. The, yes, uh, uh, the Tooth called? Fairy movie. The playbook. The, pl- the program. The, the No, not the program. <laughs> not the program. It was, it was Football Tooth Fairy or whatever it was. I think it was called The Playbook. I don't think it was Football Tooth Fairy. That's, Hold now on. you're in the Hulk Hogan movie. Oh, no, I know. Hold on. The, uh, you know what? Allow me to... Uh, Ask the artificial intelligence of the internet to please provide us with this answer momentarily, audience. And the answer was the game plan. The game plan, yes. Close enough. So he's familiar with Gillette Stadium. Bring him on in. But uh, no, it's great to have football if you're bored on a Saturday or Sunday afternoon and you don't like college basketball or racing. You can Mm -hmm. click on over to the XFL, which isn't quite as extreme as it used to be, but maybe it's a better league. And I'll tell you, Andy, uh, as we wrap this pod, I will then hop over to the other browser window I have open. I'm looking to acquire tickets to and attend a D.C. Defenders game because I want to go down there and be with the rowdiest fans in the XFL. Partake of the beer snake. Did you watch? Like, that crowd was awesome. The state, the, the They play at a soccer pitch, so it's got 22,000 seats. It was full. And then when the stadium security took away the beer snake, which was like 1,000 cups long, they made them take it away. The fans brought lemons. They threw them onto the field, and they had to stop gameplay to collect all the lemons on the field. Yeah, why they have I, lemons? I because that's the like if you stink on stage, they used to throw like tomato, like rotten vegetables hmm. or tomatoes at you. So you know, sour le- like lemons, sour protest fruit. I guess it makes sense. And how did they get them in? We shouldn't ask. Probably the same way they get the sex objects in up at uh, Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. Up their butt. Everyone imagined it without you actually saying it. Did you ever see the uh, South Park where Cartman snuck in a Monopoly board? <laughs> and on that note, ladies and gentlemen, we'll wrap up another fabulous edition of Six Rings and Football Things. If you've got questions, if you've got content ideas, you have topics you'd like for us to cover on our off-seasonal positional previews and more, hit us up. Six Rings Pod at gmail.com at Six Rings Pod, and of course, at Fitzy GFY and at Jumbo Heart. We'll be back in a couple of days. Always a pleasure. We'll have the mailbag edition of the podcast coming up as well. So your questions, your thoughts, your inquiries, we welcome them. I will entertain them. Andy, of course, will mock them. For Jumbo, this is Fitzy. Good job, Terp. Thank you very much, everyone. Six Rings and football things. Good day. God bless. And as always, go Pets. Everyone's fans looking for more coverage of your favorite hockey team? Follow the Skate Pod hosted by Scott McLaughlin, Brian DeFelice, and me, Bridget Prue. Get your Bruins coverage from WEI's team of Bruins writers. We're the people who are at the games and talk to the players every week. For analysis of every Bruins game and exclusive interviews with the players, listen to the Skate Pod on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.